Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 111, the third verse. Life, like a fountain, rich and free, springs from the presence of my Lord. And in thy light we all shall see the glories promised in thy word. Hymn number 111. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the homepage you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. Our theme for tonight is Divine Justice, and the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland. The Bible, Psalms, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. 
In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. Deuteronomy Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. Job. Doth God pervert justice? Or doth the Almighty pervert justice? If thy children have sinned against him, and he have cast them away for their transgression, if thou wouldest seek unto God betimes, and make thy supplication to the Almighty. If thou wert pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee, and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment, and in plenty of justice. He will not afflict. Isaiah, thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. Jeremiah, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Isaiah, assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, In the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, 
and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. Ezekiel, thus saith the Lord God, let it suffice you, O princes of Israel. Remove violence and spoil and execute judgment and justice. Take away your exactions from my people, saith the Lord God. Philippians. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Correlative passages from Science and Health and Keyed with the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The history of our country, like all history, illustrates the might of mind and shows human power to be proportionate to its embodiment of right thinking. A few immortal sentences breathing the omnipotence of divine justice have been potent to break despotic fetters and abolish the whipping post and slave market. But oppression neither went down in blood, nor did the breath of freedom come from the cannon's mouth. Love is the liberator. The distance from ordinary medical practice to Christian science is full many a league in the line of light. But to go in healing from the use of inanimate drugs to the criminal misuse of human willpower is to drop from the platform of common manhood into the very mire of iniquity. To work against the free course of honesty and justice and to push vainly against the current running heavenward. Sorrow for wrongdoing is but one step towards reform and the very easiest step. The next and great step required by wisdom is the test of our sincerity, namely reformation. To this end, we are placed under the stress of circumstances. Temptation bids us repeat the offense. And woe comes in return for what is done. So it will ever be till we learn that there is no discount in the law of justice and that we must pay the uttermost farthing. The measure ye meet shall be measured to you again and it will be full and running over. The design of love is to reform the sinner. If the sinner's punishment here has been insufficient to reform him, the good man's heaven would be a hell to the sinner. 
they who know not purity and affection by experience can never find bliss in the blessed company of truth and love simply through translation into another sphere. Divine science reveals the necessity of sufficient suffering, either before or after death, to quench the love of sin. To remit the penalty due for sin would be for truth to pardon error. Escape from punishment is not in accordance with God's government since justice is the handmaid of mercy. Justice requires reformation of the sinner. Mercy cancels the debt only when justice approves. We must form perfect models in thought and look at them continually, or we shall never carve them out in grand and noble lines. Let unselfishness, Goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, love, the kingdom of heaven reign within us, and sin, disease, and death will diminish until they finally disappear. Discerning the God-given rights of man, Paul said, I was free-born. Justice and truth make man free. Injustice and error enslave him. Mental science alone grasps the standard of liberty and battles for man's whole rights, divine as well as human. It assures us of a verity that mortal beliefs and not a law of nature have made men sinning and sick. But they alone have fettered free limbs and marred in mind the model of man. No evidence before the material senses can close my eyes to the scientific proof that God, good, is supreme. Though clouds are round about him, the divine justice and judgment are enthroned. Love is especially near in times of hate and never so near as when one can be just amid lawlessness and render good for evil. Certain elements in human nature would undermine the civic, social, and religious rights and laws of nations and peoples, striking at liberty, human rights, and self-government. And this, too, in the name of God, justice, and humanity. These elements assail even the new old doctrines of the prophets and of Jesus and his disciples. History shows that error repeats itself until it is exterminated. Surely the wisdom of our forefathers is not added but subtracted from whatever sways the scepter of self and pelf over individuals, weak provinces, or peoples. Here our hope anchors in God who reigns, and justice and judgment are the habitation of his throne forever. The Constitution of the United States 
does not provide that Materia Medica shall make laws to regulate man's religion. Rather does it imply that religion shall permeate our laws. Mankind will be governed, God-governed, in proportion as God's government becomes apparent. The golden rule utilized and the rights of man and the liberty of conscience held sacred. Meanwhile, they who name the name of Christian science will assist in the holding of crime in check, will aid the ejection of error, will maintain law and order, and will cheerfully await the end, justice and judgment. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 258. Oft to every man and nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth with falsehood for the good or evil side. A great cause, God's new Messiah, shows to each the bloom or blight. So can choice be made by all men twixt the darkness and the light. Hymn number 258.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church. We're very thankful that we do. And much of it is through our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people across the globe have found God's healing and inspired word. Comfort, love, and healing. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. It's amazing how much material that we have to offer, and all of it is inspired and healing material. And it all comes free of charge. And it comes with the love of this church. I'd like to point out one article we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's entitled, Health Development by Peter V. Ross, a very short but clear article, and uh, stated so clearly like typically Mr. Ross does. He's left quite a wonderful legacy for us. Okay, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our round table. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And many of the students attend our Sunday school by telephone. What this means is your child as well can attend our Sunday school by telephone. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child here. Truthfully, we would love to welcome anyone here. Feel free to visit Plainfield and surprise us and walk through the front door. That would be awesome. Okay, I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science.
Linda. Thank you very much for the readings on justice tonight and the beautiful music. I want to express my gratitude for a healing that was also a lesson for me and making sure, as we are taught here, to be so instant in truth that error is always too late. Leaving church one evening, after the service, I tripped on the sidewalk. I fell on my, my knee on the grass on one part and the rough sidewalk with the other knee. Instantly, a member standing next to me declared firmly, God good, you can never fall out of God's love. I held to this the whole way home, shutting out any negative suggestions. It was only about a five-minute trip home. I was in pain, but by the time I got home, it had greatly diminished. I had a scrape, which I rinsed, and by bedtime, the pain was gone around the knee. The next morning, I had no symptoms, I had no bruising, and I was very active physically that morning, and the scrape had faded away. Not only that, the mud came out easily off the pants, so there was no stain and no damage from scraping the sidewalk. I am so grateful for the model from this member and the great teachings at this church of Mary Baker Eddy's Pure Christian Science, which she gave so much for us to have, that um, are from Christ Jesus' teaching and the Bible, I'm so grateful for all the workers who worked so many years to keep this going so that we could have it now. I'm very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I used to be a very aggressive driver, but during my time here, I have slowly learned to be calm and to trust that God will guide me each step of the way because he is the only one in control. I have proved to myself over the years that he will let me know when to leave and what route to take and where I'm going and how long to stay. And because of this, I was driving recently and I came around a corner and there was a police officer parked watching traffic. And I looked down at my speedometer and I saw I was actually going two miles an hour less than the limit. And I just had to laugh because I knew only the healing power of Christian science could have brought about such a change in my life. I'm very grateful for this church and for all I've learned here and for practitioner support all these years. What a blessing it is to be a member of this church. Thank you. And now we have a written testimony from a new person in California, which says, I've been listening to past and current roundtables, and since the start of this year, have been committed to rigorously practicing and learning more each day about Christian science. So it's been such a blessing to find the roundtables. Thanks for your tireless work. I'd like to express my gratitude for Mrs. Eddy and her discovery of Christian science, which allows anyone to assert their God-given power to express the qualities of ever-present spiritual reality. I recently woke up for work and felt flu symptoms setting in. I carried on regardless, but by the time I started working, 
It felt like I couldn't finish the day. All I wanted to do was crawl into bed and get warm and sleep. So I left early and did just that. I'd been studying Christian science off and on for decades. And at this point, I was listening, listening to the lesson or reading from Plainfield's YouTube channel every morning and reading various books on Christian science in the evening, but not really praying without ceasing during, throughout the day or consistently guarding my thought against suggestions that I could be anything but the perfect reflection of God. So I indulged in accepting the flu and didn't pray about it as the symptoms got more and more severe. Finally, I'd had enough after about three days in bed and started, the declaring, started declaring the truth to myself. I confirm that matter has no means of feeling sick or well because what Mrs. Eddy terms mortal mind is the only source of the suggestions that pain or sickness or any other sensation can seem real. What was real, I reasoned further, was that my body and thoughts and perceptions about it were always as God created them. And since God is infinite, the one supreme power, there was no reality in any ache or pain I was feeling at the time. The chapter Recapitulation in Science and Health starts on page 465 and gives us Mrs. Eddy's teachings on the nature of God in the first three questions. This mental stand had an immediate effect. A deep peace settled in, and even though I'd been in bed for so long, I hadn't really felt rested throughout this ordeal, and that vanished in an instant. I sat up and within a few minutes was up and doing things normally without pain or stiffness or any other symptoms. It was another reassuring revelation of my true being, and it felt wonderful. It has only strengthened my trust in the practice of Christian science. This God, this gift given to us by Mrs. Eddy is so reassuring in such a real way that we can all turn to anytime, anywhere. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to offer my deepest thanks to my Plainfield practitioner. I am extremely grateful for regular phone calls to her, where she has shared deep learning and corrections, lovingly given for me to work on in my study of Christian science. A couple of years ago, the tendon in a finger on my dominant hand was injured, and although I understood enough of Christian science for a healing which saved me from surgery at the time of injury, for which I am extremely grateful, I had unwittingly allowed the medical suggestions of limitation to stay with me. As a result, progress had been slow, and I had sometimes thought about going to the recommended specialists, but I knew God could heal me. Our dear Master Physician, and I knew that there would be something needing to come to light so that his glory would be manifest in this situation and my hand would be healed and strong. I wasn't scared or worried about this finger and had recently gotten to the point where I didn't really care if it ever fully healed from a human perspective. I hadn't mentioned this injury to my practitioner at all because I just didn't feel right to ask for more when we are taught here truly that God has already given us all so much 
and it's over to us to be grateful by showing God our love through obedience to his law in our lives. During a recent discussion with my Plainfield practitioner, she was instructing me in true and loving forgiveness. I listened intently to the wisdom she was sharing with me, and I felt a softness come into my thought. At the same time, I noticed that this previously injured finger started to soften and almost unstick as we were speaking. After the call, I cradled my finger softly in my other hand and I was able to move it a little bit more, making it a little bit straighter. I felt a deep sense of the Father's care and love in this little yet mighty movement. One night, when I was chopping some sweet potatoes, I just said, Oh, come on, Imogen, you know God heals all. Get your act together, woman. And then the thought came, Stretch out your hand, and I did, and it started to become stronger and straighter. And then, just before I called my practitioner this last week gone by, I was able to spontaneously move my finger and hold it out straight for the first time in two years. Through studying at Plainfield Independent, I have come to realize just how much our Father Mother God loves each one of us. It doesn't matter where you have come from or what kind of mortal suffering you have seemed to live through or the mortal victim picture you had of yourself. None of it is true. We are each his beloved children. What a blessed comfort this is to know. His kingdom is a beautiful place to be, as my dear practitioner often says. Yes, it is. I thank our Father, Mother, God, King of the Universe, the Master Physician. Thank you for giving me back my strong hand. I am very grateful. Thank you, dear Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy for bringing this, the light, joy and love of the Christ power in Christian healing. I am very grateful to our dearest Plainfield practitioner for her prayers and teaching, to all our practitioners, workers, members and friends at dearest Plainfield Independent. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. Tonight, I wanted to share my gratitude to God for so many good, amazing things that have happened recently. I seem to constantly have so much to thank him for. I truly feel so blessed to have God, to have Christian science and to have the Plainfield Church independent in my life. Recently, my little flock of sheep all had their lambs. It's been yet another amazing time which has enabled me to put into practice everything that I have been learning in Christian science. From one lamb who appeared to be stuck halfway out and possibly not alive, to a tiny little lamb literally half the size of his twin brother, collapsed and frozen on the ground in the early morning, both of which revived and are now thriving. Every outcome has ended up being good. And how could it not? Because... In the words of Bicknell Young, there is nothing going on but good. 
I have been able to know and repeat the truth for all the ewes and lambs, telling them how they are, in the words of Martha Wilcox, expressions of the divine in forms we call material, and reassure them and me that God is governing. My life is very much busier this year than it was 12 months ago, but I have also been able, when the time was right, to leave my little flock in his care, knowing they were safe and loved and in their exact perfect place at their exact perfect time. And I am so incredibly grateful for this knowing and this reassurance. I have truly witnessed over and over the divine mind gently guiding, guarding and governing these beautiful animals. Recently, I moved the lambs and ewes into a field pretty much in the centre of our village. It's on a popular walking route. And as I visit to feed and check them twice a day, it's been a great opportunity to share the joy of the lambs with friends and neighbours, plus many people who I've never met before. Children walking past to school have stopped to have a stroke and I've had some wonderful conversations with strangers who've told me how much they enjoy seeing the lambs skipping about. Several people have even said how having the lambs to visit has given them something good to focus on in their day. What a joy to know that others are benefiting in this way. I'd like to thank everyone who has contributed to the wonderful Plainfield Church website, packed with so many amazing things to read and listen to, which make it possible to search for and study no matter what time of day. And all this increasing knowledge and this access to this amazing knowledge has made it possible for me to have the confidence to do these amazing things. <laughs> I'm just so grateful to God for the opportunities he has given me and for this wonderful, joyful adventure. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this fantastic community. Such a blessing. Thank you so much and much love to all. Thank you. Ella from Canada, go ahead. Hello. Tonight, my heart goes out to Mary Baker Eddy in gratitude for her perseverance in writing science and health and establishing a spiritual basis of healing for all of mankind. My husband and I are reading the book The Life of Mary Baker Eddy by Sybil Wilbur. We're reading this together to each other out loud each morning. This biography not only records Mary Baker Eddy's life, but also what was going on in the United States, her family, and the society she lived in. This has brought about a deeper appreciation and gratitude for all that Mary Baker Eddy accomplished. I'm also grateful for all the practitioners who have helped me me and walked me through every stage of my spiritual growth. We have a mother, young mother, with a six-month-old babe living in our basement. Memories go back to myself, who did not know how to raise the child and how Mary Baker Eddy's books and practitioners patiently walked with me as I learned to listen to God and identify the little small voice within. How joyful and peaceful 
was their childhood. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy, and thank you, Plainfield. Good night. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina. Go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for your reading, the music, and the previous testifiers. Like the previous testifiers, I just want to show my gratitude, first of all, for the Lord Jesus Christ, and for Miss Mary Baker Eddy, who brought the key and unlock the teachings, the real teachings of Jesus Christ. I marvel about the practitioners and all the stuff, the, all the materials. The last time I testified about the windows of heaven opened for me with so many offers of jobs. The... Um, I just can't, I just so happy. Um, it's a learning, it's a little student in science. Something, I have demonstrations, so many. The one day has been a struggle for me. To look at myself as a child of God, the perfect child, the perfect man, the perfect society that nobody can slander your name or look at you less than a shallow God. Perfect. I began to realize the statement of being there was a reason that Miss Mary Baker had stole us. Even they say that we have to remember, even if we don't look things that we look like him. When he we appear and remember how the world rejected him. So I've been rejected by many people. They have looked at me less than a shallow God. And the statement of being finally came to me. I was feeling very down by the opinions of others. Like Miss Mary Beth said, the practitioner independent, the opinions of others don't matter. The only opinion that matters is the opinion of God. In God, we are perfect beings, loving, harmonious, and working on me. Mary Beth solo. We need to pray every for ourselves. That's the watch tower. This is what Miss Mary Beth said. You need to do the work every day. Um, it's no struggle. One article say it's no enemy. So I was thinking, okay, the father, mother, God, had given me the job. Everything demonstration, a good health. I'm still working on it. Why I cannot see myself as a child of God? Perfect. The opinions of other people, the way they look at me or perceive, or the bully. That doesn't exist in the mind of God. So I've been doing every morning for almost two weeks the statement of being in the mirror in my bathroom. And finally, I feel like a shallow God. I'm able to come outside with no fear, with no shame. 
But I am so grateful. Another one, like the previous testifiers. I just want to say thank you, Ms. Mary Bercheredi. Thank you, the early workers. Thank you, independents. And thank you for the practitioners who have moral courage to help the world, help the students, and help this society, not only in the United States, around the world, like the, like the lady in Mexico. A couple of weeks ago, a tremendous demonstration about timing. We never late. We always in the perfect time because God is in the perfect now, right here. And, and it's all to the people in independence with the wonderful practitioners. Thank you so much. And I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, Science and Health with you the Scripture, and Independence, New Jersey, Christian Scientist. Bye-bye. Thank you. Gary. <clears throat> well, thank you very much for those fine readings on divine justice. Um, we had a roundtable a couple of weeks ago that was entitled Refuse to Consent. And I thought that was uh, such a good, uh, good wisdom. Um, but it was a couple of weeks ago also that I woke up one morning with a, a very swollen face and uh, the beginning of a rash on my arm. Um, it, it, uh, it not only looked very disconcerting, but it itched and it felt terrible. And um, I found myself thinking, um, where did this come from? And uh, shortly, soon thereafter, my wife, who is a Christian science practitioner, reminded me that none of God's creation, animal or vegetable, is capable of harming any other of God's creature. And that was exactly what I needed. Um, I had been looking for a cause, and by doing so, giving this thing some reality. And in Christian science, we learn that the only reality there is, is good. That discords are not real, but they are illusion. And that this was a, just a very aggressive illusion, trying to tell me that there is a power other than God and trying to distract me from doing what God wants me to do. So that helped straighten out my thinking right away. So I repeated this to myself um, quietly for quite some time, that none of God's creation could harm any, of other, any other of God's creation and there isn't any creation outside of God's creation because God is all. And that I am part of God's perfect creation and therefore subject only to good. Well, I worked with that. And it was quite remarkable that the itching stopped. And um, I soon got back to work doing what God had for me to do that day. 
And I'm grateful to say that it was very quickly after that that the swelling went down, the rash went away. And during, all, during that time, I was not worrying or fretting about where this thing came from, knowing that it was an illusion in the first place and was not, was not anything that God condoned or created. So I'm very grateful for Christian science, I'm very grateful for the help of my wife, and very grateful for Mary Baker Reddy for discovering the science of Christianity and giving us a textbook that explains very clearly what is true and what is false and how to never consent to anything that is ungodlike. So I'm grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. I'm very grateful for the better understanding of Christian science that I'm receiving at this church, at Pinefield Church, and the growth that has resulted. For a while, I have been experiencing knee pain when walking and when climbing stairs. My practitioner stated strongly that mind is the source of all movement and that this was a lie, animal magnetism, and that I would be breaking the first commandment and dishonoring God. I am his perfect reflection. <clears throat> In the blue book, page 175, Mrs. Eddy says, never fear a lie, declare against it with the conviction of its nothingness. Throw your whole weight into the right scale this is the way of this. This is the way to destroy evil. Never weigh against yourself by admitting a lie. I'm so grateful for the truth that Mrs. Zetti provided in Christian Science, and I'm most grateful to my practitioner for her continuous loving support. Thank you so much for tonight's reading, and I'm very happy to be here this evening. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. At 6 o'clock tonight, it came to me to give a different testimony that I had written. So here goes. I am so grateful that we have been told and directed to read the biographies about Mrs. Eddy. I've read several, but I had never read Joseph Mann. And I found this a while ago in Chapter 15. I'd like to share it. Mrs. Eddy, ever tenderly watchful, always practiced far more than she preached, demonstrating what all true followers who emulate her know, that divine love consistently lived on earth as it is in heaven makes a Christian scientist a ministering angel. This heaven-born spirit pervaded the atmosphere of her home in which she was the exemplary center. And that is from reminiscences. Uh, did I say that right? <laughs> uh, and then I would like to say that I am every time I read about Mrs. Eddy, I am so uplifted 
by her love that I just had to share. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. Several years ago, I woke up on a Tuesday with a very bad cold. Well, I knew it was not from God. I didn't have to have it, and it wasn't the truth for anyone. And then I, I knew I was wrapped in God's love, and I went on to do my lesson. Well, by the time I finished the lesson, I was completely healed. The next morning, Wednesday, I woke up with a cough. And I was thinking, oh, no, I can't, I'm going to be coughing. I'm going to disrupt the service. And I had myself in a tizzy over this stupid cough. So I called a practitioner, and I told her the situation. And she said, well, if it wasn't the truth yesterday, it's not the truth today. And I started laughing, and that broke the whole thing. I was completely healed. I am just so grateful for Christian science, how practical it is, and how we can use it in every situation. And thank you for the readings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Feli, for those beautiful readings on divine justice. In many ways during my life, I have witnessed divine justice come through for myself and others. Tonight, I'd just like to say that I love the spiritual fact of the supremacy of God, that truth is God, and that truth is always the victor. Thanking our one parent God, Christ Jesus, for what he came to show mankind, and Mary Baker Eddy for her message to mankind explaining how to live the truth. And for all those who have and are allowing the truth to show or to use them, show others what is true. Grateful to be here tonight. And thank you for all the other testimonies given so far and for the music. I'm grateful and very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. I have a few things to read tonight. Um, first is Virginia. Thank you for the very beautiful performance of Create in Me a Clean Heart in the Sunday, April 30th service. The truths and teaching in Saturday's Bible study and the Sunday roundtable are a great boon in our journey to be pure in heart, to be humble, to be living every day, with great gratitude to Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, and for showing and explaining the way to be one with our Father, Mother, God. And then this is a testimony from California. Uh, the first is a, a quote from an old journal, 1892, from a J.S. Eastman. Do Christian scientists talk with God? Yes, and often, else how could we be wisely guided? as we always are, if we but listen to the still small voice. For this reason, there occurs among us the common expression, it came to me, to indicate that the still small voice directed what to do. So it came to me one day, like a voice from the stillness, to make it a day of fasting from regular duties and waiting on the Lord for wisdom to guide me. 
That was the end of that quote. And then it says, I would like to express gratitude tonight as I have for several days now on a particular incident while having put God first into my day, I heard the guiding still small voice later that evening instructing me to check something out before it caused discord the next day. In obedience to that inner voice, I followed through and was protected. I also saw the same in a non-scientist friend of mine who starts each day in prayer and meditation, where he was led by that inner voice to ask the right question in a business situation, which freed him to make the correct decision. I can't count the number of times over the years that I have told someone that it came to me and then acted with good following. I thank God for this encompassing presence, power, wisdom that speaks throughout the day. Thank you, Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent Bible lesson writers for the spiritually inspired texts that greet us each morning and whose messages live with us throughout the day. With gratitude for the Plainfield Church and being guided here by that still, small voice. And then a letter from Vermont. Dear fellow members, today this question comes to mind. Where would we go to church if it weren't for the Plainfield Church? Their Plainfield Church's online services. That's not an easy question to answer. This dynamic and vibrant church with 24-7 accessibility and around-the-clock reading room stocked with the very best in Christian science literature is now available to searching hearts everywhere. This is the most profound use of the Internet to share and spread Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science to a waiting world. In close, please find our monthly contribution in support of this beautiful ministry. I would like to just thank the lesson writer tonight, too, for that beautiful lesson on justice in the people's idea of good. She read where Mrs. Eddy says, Mental science alone grasps the standard of liberty and battles for man's whole rights, divine as well as human. It assures us of a verity that mortal beliefs and not a law of nature have made men sinning and sick, that they alone have fettered free limbs and marred in mind the model of man. I have mentioned before uh, a book entitled Dying to Be Me, which is briefly about a person who um, was very afraid of getting cancer. Uh, she got it, and she died of it. And um, it was all recorded by the medical, pictures, all, all of the things that the medical does. So anyway, she passes on, and she's gone, you know, for a little bit, um, and she sees her father, who had also passed on before her, and the father tells her it's not her time and that she is to go back and to be courageous and to help others. And she does. She, she re-enters her body, and much to the surprise of the doctors, there's absolutely no evidence of cancer that she ever had it, even though they have all these pictures of it. Um, 
and she recovers quite quickly. In fact, they had to take her out of the intensive care unit because she was so happy and laughing. And <laughs> anyway, they put her somewhere else and she gained weight rapidly. And since then, she has gone around and told people about this experience. But one of the things that impressed me most about this story, and again, this is a person who didn't know anything about Christian science. She said that it wasn't the cancer that killed her. She said it was her beliefs, her fears, her beliefs, her belief in, in, a, in basically a power other than God. And this is what Mrs. Eddy says in this statement, and she says it throughout science and health. It is our beliefs that do us damage. And what is our beliefs? And it's a belief that there is a power apart from God. It is a belief that we are subject to sin, disease, and death. And it goes on from there. Uh, and these seem to make these false rules and laws that we become afraid of. And all of this is what is the problem. And once we get an understanding of God, who God is, and the understanding replaces these beliefs, we find a freedom that we didn't know possible. So I am grateful for this book. It's helped a lot of people, people who are doubtful about Christian science, because it gives a clear example of of how you can be healed. And of course, this woman, when she came back, she never feared again. She certainly didn't fear cancer. She didn't fear death. She didn't fear anything because she knew that uh, there is a wonderful, benevolent, divine God looking out for us all. She knew it, and it became understanding, and the beliefs left her, left her experience. So, and so again, I'm so grateful for Mrs. Eddy, who explains this science so thoroughly and completely. Thank God for her. Thank God for Christ Jesus, our independent church, and that we can practice this science continually in our lives, day by day. I'm so grateful to be with you all tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 340. There is a wideness in God's mercy, like the wideness of the sea. There is a kindness in his justice, which is more than liberty. Hymn number 340.